Hello, my friends, and welcome to the DDP for the 12th day of October. I'm your host, Paul White. Today, we continue with the line from the Creed, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. Yesterday, we talked a lot about the and in, not just what we believe, but in whom we believe. That's an important point in both the reciting and reading of the Creed and also in our day-to-day Christian life. And I think we're a little confused of that in our culture, to be quite honest. I think um, I think it's one of our great modern failures in the church. We specialize in telling people what to believe, but we don't spend near as no, um, enough time, in my opinion, on in whom we believe. So we've got a lot of a knowledge about stuff, which is what's put us in political camps. You should believe this way. You shouldn't believe that way. If you believe this, then you must be that. And that's cheapened our arguments and weakened our faith. It's strengthened our camps, but it hasn't helped our soul. And I think we need to return to and in Jesus Christ as the center pole of our faith, this thing out of which everything else happens. And I think sometimes it's easy to think that our belief systems are built on believing in Jesus, but sometimes I wonder if our believing in Jesus is simply a prop to our belief systems. Um, and, And so that's something to consider. Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. Let's move past the believe in today and get into this phrase. Why did our church fathers include this sort of lengthy phrase? They could have just said and believe in Jesus. But and believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. I want to use for my text today Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20, where Paul says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a little bit of the creed sound in that text, but I'm picking this for a particular reason, because Paul's talking about citizenship. The city of Philippi was built for former Roman soldiers and was thus majority populated by former Roman soldiers. And the fact that they were Roman gave citizenship to Philippi. And it was a a point of great pride to live in Philippi. It made you a Roman citizen. But So Paul counters that pride with our citizenship is in heaven, a statement that would have sounded to his audience a little bit like, don't be so proud of being Romans. You're not really Romans. You're citizens of the kingdom of God. And that leads me into this Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. And I don't think we can cover all of this in one podcast. So let's just designate Philippians 3.20 as our text for today and tomorrow. And let's designate this line from the creed as our line for today and tomorrow. Let's talk first about Christ. Christ is not the last name of Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It is a title, but it's adjective. Uh, that that links itself to who Jesus is and what Jesus is. Christ is from the Greek word Christos. Christos means anointed one. And Christos is actually the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word Messiah because Messiah in the Hebrew means anointed one. So if you take the Hebrew word for anointed and the Greek word for anointed, you would have Messiah Christos. We've put that into a more palatable English phrase, Christ. Although we've pretty much left Messiah the way that it is, 
And a lot of times people don't even see those two as the same thing, but they are. And we find that in the one man, Christ Jesus. So to call Jesus Christ, what the creed was doing was linking itself into continuity with Israel, uh, affirming that what they were looking for in Israel is what Christianity believed they had found. They were not separating themselves in pride. We have him, you don't. It was a link of this Jesus that died. That's coming up in the creed, that he died, that he was crucified, died, buried, descended to the dead, and then third day rose. All of that's coming up, but to set ourselves for that, we have linked our faith backwards, of course, to Jesus Christ, but by calling him Christ, there's a continuity with the fact that Israel was looking for a Messiah, but by making that Christ Jesus, we have declared the fulfillment of looking for that Messiah. There can't be two of the ultimate anointed ones. Anointed in Old Testament terminology was someone who was set apart for service, like a priest or a king. But as the Old Testament unfolds, it begins to be prophesied that there will come a anointed one after the order of David who will set up a throne that shall not end. So they were not looking for a typical anointed one. They were looking for the ultimate anointed one. And the creed by affirming Jesus Christ is affirming that we believe Jesus to be that ultimate one. And the, the creed in its day, in its formative day, take it all the way back to that Roman creed, the, the R we've talked about, second century. It was really to counter those, because remember, we had about a 200-year sp- span there where there was a, a, a heavy teaching um, that was very Gnostic-influenced that Jesus, uh, and we talked about this, I don't want to go over this over and over and over again, but this, um, they disavowed Judaism. They, they believed that the God of the Old Testament was not the same God that brought Jesus. And so the creed was to, to sort of counter that teaching, is to say, yes, this Jesus is the Christ. So it's really a connection, a link of sorts between Christianity and between Judaism. It's affirming that the faith delivered to Abraham was real, not counterfeit, and not in a lesser God. Thus, Christ becomes the fulfillment. And it's built off of very Pauline theology in which Paul declares Christ to be the seed, the son. When the creed says Jesus Christ, his only son, and I'll save our Lord for tomorrow, the last line in that that portion of the creed, When it says his only son, it's not just a declaration that God didn't have two sons or three sons. It's a declaration that only Jesus can claim to be God's son. That no one else can claim to be the people of God via bloodline. So in a remarkable turn, the creed does two things at the same time in this line. By calling Jesus Christ, it links Christianity to Judaism, affirming the faith of Abraham. But by calling Jesus his only son, it denies that Jews are the sons and daughters of God. Instead, it puts Christ in as the only son. And then you and I can go into Paul's teachings in the Galatians and say that those who are in Christ are actually Abraham's Seed. What a powerful, 
piece of theology. Tomorrow, we'll close this line, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, by emphasizing our Lord. We'll see you then. God bless.